0: This is Cosmic Coffee Time, the place where we take a look at what's happening somewhere in the universe in about the time it takes to have a coffee. It's cosmology in a cup. I'm Andrew Prestige, and join me for a coffee and see where in the universe we're going this time. We'd love to hear from you, so send us an email at cosmiccoffeetime at gmail.com. You can request an episode topic, or just say hi, we're all space fans after all. You might have heard of pulsars. You might even know that they're a kind of star. But what puts the pulse in pulsars? Well, they're rapidly spinning neutron stars that give out a pulse of radiation with every rotation. Most pulsars pulse at the rate of about once per second, but some are much faster and can be over 600 pulses per second. And these are some of the most consistently regular events there are. If you could make a clock that was regulated by a pulsar, it would be one of the most accurate clocks around. So what do we mean by pulses of radiation? And why is it related to the rate a neutron star spins? First, let's think about what we know about stars. Firstly, like other objects we know of in the universe they rotate at a regular rate. And like a lot of bodies, they have a magnetic field that has a north and a south pole. At these poles, the star can emit radiation. Now, this can be one of many different types of radiation, from radio waves to X-rays and gamma rays. To keep it simple, let's stick with radio waves that can be detected on Earth by a radio telescope so we have a star that emits a radio beacon from its north and south poles. That's great, but radio beams tend to be constant. So how do we end up with this incredibly regular pulsing? That comes from the magnetic poles being offset from the rotational axis. The Earth has an offset like this. You might have heard of true north, and you might have heard of magnetic north. True north Is the axis of rotation proper 90 degrees latitude north? Magnetic north is close, but not exactly in the same place. As I speak, it's about 86 degrees latitude north, which is closer to true 90 degrees than it has been. In 1990, it was about 78 degrees north. Anyway, it's generally close enough for navigating by compass, but it's not exact. So this means that as the Earth rotates, the magnetic pole traces out a circle in the sky. So if Earth was giving out a beam of radiation, that would make the same circle. And if you happen to be living on a planet somewhere else in the galaxy that happened to be at a point on the circumference of that circle you'd get a blip once every 24 hours as the Earth rotated. Now, some magnetic fields are tilted at much greater angles. Planet Uranus, for example, has a magnetic field 58 degrees different from its rotational axis. At an angle of 58 degrees, a radio beam would sweep across a huge area of space. Now, this is starting to look more and more like a lighthouse, A lighthouse gives out two beams from a rotating light that sweep the beam of light across the ocean. So no matter where a ship is, it'll see two flashes of light for every rotation. That's almost a perfect analogy. Now let's get back to our pulsar. It's a lighthouse with beams of radio energy sweeping through space with every rotation. And that's a signal that we can observe using a radio telescope. Now for the star itself. Long story short, stars go through a life cycle. All stars eventually run out of fuel. Some massive stars collapse when they run out of fuel, if they're more than about 10 times the mass of our sun, and end up as a tiny neutron star, with every proton and electron compressed into a neutron Tiny in an astronomical sense means about 20 kilometres across. Stars rotate when they're normal size, just like all objects do, but something happens to that rotation when they get smaller. The analogy of a figure skater usually pops up now, and it really is a good demonstration. You might have seen a figure skater go into a graceful spin as part of their routine with their arms and maybe a leg stretched out far from their body and far from the axis of rotation. The skater sometimes does another manoeuvre. They can draw their arms close into their body, bringing that mass much closer to the axis of rotation. This has a significant effect on the rate of spin. It gets faster. The skater spins at an incredible rate, then usually releases their limbs to slow the spin almost to a stop. Now back to our neutron star. When the star collapses, that rate of spin increases the same way, and we can end up with a body the size of a city, weighing more than our sun, that can spin maybe 10 times a second, sending a radio beacon with every rotation. Normally, the centrifugal force of anything that big that spins that fast will tear it apart, but the incredible mass of a neutron star and the gravity that goes with it holds it all together. A single cubic centimetre of a neutron star can weigh as much as an entire mountain. They're the most dense objects we know, their lighthouse beams of radio energy Give us the pulsars that we can detect using radio telescopes. And scientists continue to search for more and learn more about the life cycle of these incredible objects. Remember, if there's something in the universe that you want us to take a closer look at, send us an email at cosmiccoffeetime@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks for joining me. I'm Andrew Prestige, and I'll see you again soon for another Cosmic Coffee Time.